Hey guys. Hey everyone. How's it going? Um, we're excited to give you guys another um, insight or kind of introduction to another couple from Advance who lead a church in North Carolina who are great. I mean, we're just getting to know them ourselves, but um, Donnie Griggs and his wife, Jill, um, we, we got to interview them today and ask them a few questions, but we're just excited to introduce um, more people to you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it just feels extra important, especially right now, just to help keep everyone connected. And I feel like sometimes we lose sight of that bigger picture of we're yeah. a part of something greater. Yeah. And, um, and so hopefully these conversations with, you know, people that are doing the same thing we're doing in their own towns and, you know, living life and loving Jesus and loving people. Um, it's just encouraging to hear what's going on in their area and get to know them a bit. So we hope you guys are encouraged by this too. Yeah. So it's not too long. Hope, hopefully it's enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll have some more coming to you guys soon. But yeah. lots of love and look forward to seeing you guys soon. So why don't you guys just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your family, what you're up to. Sure. Um, so we've been married 14 years almost. And uh, we moved to start One Harbor Church in my hometown, which is like a little town in North Carolina, um, like on the coast uh, 12 years ago. It was 12 years ago in January. And so, yeah, we started in a living room and then it just kind of slowly, um, you know, God's grown that. And um, over time, it's become a church with with four locations um, kind of across our little, our little region. Um, and so that's been good. It's made everything really complicated and all the rest. But it's just it's just kind of been more of the same, uh, just more and more chances to hold out Jesus and, and love people. Um, we have two awesome boys, uh, Jed, who's nine, and Wyatt, who is six, and they are all boy, wide open all the time. Multiple cage fights break out in our house every day. Yes, yes. They like to hunt and fish and, you know, all those things. Um, and we have a dog named Trigger. He's very much part of our family. He's a big old Chesapeake Bay Retriever. Nice. But, um, yeah, anything else, babe? No, we're just excited to be with y'all today and yeah, wish it was in person, but yeah. technology. COVID. <laughs> yeah. 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 What, what do you guys do for fun in the beautiful place you live? It's like our favorite place in it the whole is world. Our so. place. Yeah, it's not bad. We you know, yeah. Um, so pretty much where we live revolves around saltwater. Yeah. Uh, we do have good woods and we've got like some kind of decent hunting, but nothing like what you guys would have access to up there. Um for us, it's really just little islands. Uh, there's lots of little islands where we live that are uninhabited. And so um, those are like kind of little refuges for all of us local people to go to. Uh, in the summer, the beaches get slammed with tourists. And so we get on boats and go find little islands where nobody's at and hang out. That's and, so cool. Uh, yeah, it's a really cool spot. It's like, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, you know, I, I, I'm from here. There's a book about our town. And my mom, as a little girl, my granddad are on the cover. So it's like my oh. town, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and um, that's got its ups and downs, you know, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, but but I think having grown up here, like I've got like such an appreciation for for it. And it's fun watching our boys get that, you yeah. know, like watching mm -hmm. them fish and surf and start spearfishing and all that stuff. It's like it's neat, you know. Yeah. yeah. You cook, you cook a lot too, right, Donnie? You like to cook? I'm a little obsessed. You Man, know? from my own heart, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and uh, me and one of our other pastors, Ryan Marshall, are like, we're starting a little business on the side, I think, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah, doing like cool. kind of once a quarter, booking like 
we'll do like a four course muse bouge intermezzo blah 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 pair everything up cool like a private dinner. super fancy nice and people or less kind of thing so we did one and uh, uh, around christmas time and it went really good sweet and that led to like other people wanting to to book it so it's a fun outlet cool we need to cook together bro yeah dude i'm all, i'm all in so okay so you're a good cook donnie so then we have a question for you jill what is the best meal that donnie's ever cooked you one of, one of our kids is in here sorry one sec come on in do you want me to keep going yeah just keep going okay so yeah it's honestly a really hard question because sorry yeah amazing chef and i love everything he cooks so um but probably my all-time favorite is like he makes amazing steaks and so Mm. i think steaks with like brussels sprouts Mm. one of his newest thing has been this like parsnip puree Mm. that is insane so so good so yeah (laughs) is it fair to say brussels sprouts are highly underrated undervalued gosh oh cooked right yeah (laughs) you cooked right um girl last night who's booked us for one of these things and she was like i really like brussels but not boiled i was like man who does that (laughs) everyone's mom back in the day yes mom destroyed brussels sprouts it's true yeah yeah. I blame yeah. the moms. Yeah. yeah. 90s, 80s and 90s moms ruined them. It was just us. the style of food in the 80s. And they 90s. boiled everything. They boiled chicken. They yeah. boiled everything. Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> she said steak with parsley oh. puree and oh, um, yeah. Brussels sprouts. Okay. Yeah. Good roasted Brussels sprouts. Put some yeah. bacon in there. Pancetta. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ooh. yes, please. Yeah. yeah. Come on over for dinner, guys. Yes, yes please. we're on our way to go. Okay, so Donnie, what's the best meal that Jill has ever cooked for you? So Jill's like her strong suit in the kitchen is baking for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it works out because I'm terrible at it. Mm. Um, so basically, anything she bakes is amazing. Um, but she she used to make these. We called them "I Love You" cookies. <laughs> um, homemade cookie dough with like white chocolate um and heath bar and caramel mm. oh it was it was all right so, so that that really like sticks out as like but i mean really um i mean anything she bakes is so we do these little fancy meals jill's to like clutch any any dessert we throw at her she can whip it up oh, um, so yeah it's fun to do that together you know it's fun yeah, to do totally that. Great. It makes it sound yeah. like I don't make the I love you cookies anymore. <laughs> no, I, I, think, you. I think the loving me is not making them anymore. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I was going to say, you, a, you don't normally have sugar anymore. That's a way to so. love me, is to not make them. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It yeah. definitely sounded like a past tense yeah. thing. <laughs> she used to love me and make these cookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it means, though. Uh, yeah, that's oh, awesome. That's cool, yeah. It's a good team. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, so you had, you had mentioned your church and how it started in your living room and then now it's four locations. Do you just want to give us sort of a, a brief overview of where you're at and yeah, that sort of stuff? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I oversee or, you know, as the lead pastor, I'm kind of over all four of those. Um, um, the one I'm primarily at preaching, you know, and leading is uh, in Moorhead City and then there's another uh, location in Beaufort, which is like, it's only about 10 minute drive, but it's, it's two bridges and it's a really different geographical place. Um, you know, and each of these sites, they, 
they kind of, um, they represent like a, you know, a bridge into like a broader community. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, so that one is reaching like, uh, you know, the, the hope in, in, is for that one to reach really east um, into these little tiny islands, you know, little like remote islands. Like there's one called Davis. And I mean, everybody I know from Davis, their last name is Davis. Right. Um, I mean, like these are like 10th generation, 10th generation, 8th generation. Mm-hmm. There's a guy in our church named Davis Davis. From <laughs> real creative wow, yes. yeah. yeah he's a legend so uh, Beaufort is is that kind of 10 minutes to the east of us and then um, we've got another site called um, in, in a town called Swansboro which is about 35 minutes um, to the kind of um, southwest and um, that one is um, is, yeah, is doing phenomenal as well and it's, it's really reaching um, all the way out to like this this military base um, in Jacksonville called Camp Lejeune and then there's another um location Havelock um, and that one is straight west of us and it's reaching um, this little town but it's a, another really military town and so um, you know kind of a small town that's really just been dominated by a military base it's called Hav- Havelock but the local people call it Have Not mm-hmm. um, which I think just kind of gets like the angst you know and the just like kind of sadness in the town mm-hmm. um, and so that that site there is really doing a good job reaching local people and and reaching the base. Um, I mean, we, you know, that multi-site kind of thing is, can be different, you know, for, you know, every church can do it really differently, but, you know, God's helped us to really find our way, you know, where the team feels so strong and so cohesive, like all of us together, you know, we're really leaning on each other and, you know, by God's grace, I think bringing out the best in each other. And um, so, yeah, kind of every year, you know, we do this, I do this little thing with the site leaders where I say, Hey, do you guys still want to do this? Or do you want to, work towards autonomy and, you know, just the way it's worked out every year, it's, we've all felt together, like, no, we're better together. And so, um, just a sweet thing, you know, uh, yeah. The end stuff. yeah, but we're highly involved in lots of stuff in the community, human trafficking, uh, getting girls out of that, you know, helping people with drug and alcohol addiction is a huge ministry for us. Um, responding to like major crisis, like, um, hurricanes and, and we get a lot of those. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. That's one thing I think we've always really, in kind of getting to know you guys over the last few years, have admired, like, your ability to kind of find and meet needs in the community, like, in a tangible, mm-hmm. practical way. Not like, yeah. hey, come to us and we'll talk at you. Or it's like you're meeting needs practically. Mm-hmm. And I love you guys' tagline. It's like, um, uh, for, help me out. But it's like making disciples, pushing Push back, back darkness. Back. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. pushing back darkness thing is so cool. Yeah. And um. Some of us would have heard you talk about the small town Jesus book and some of those ideas, but I just wondered if, is there any, like any you guys have learned any wisdom, any tips and how to meaningfully engage our community, like where, where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's, I mean, thanks for that. You know, every church has got evidences of grace on it mm-hmm. and we certainly have a lot of areas to grow in. Um, but that has been just in the kindness of God, a, a grace on our church. Um, so I would say like what sticks out to me, like there's so much, but like probably the first, like the most dominant thought is that kind of idea of being present, mm-hmm. you know, wherever you look at Jesus, he was present. Yeah. Um, one of our, one of our elders, he's always saying that like Jesus walked at like three miles an hour, you know I mean? He <laughs> wasn't hard to keep up with. Yeah. Um, so, so that just the idea of like wherever you're at being all there, like that's uh-huh. an Elliot kind of missionary quote. Um, I mean, the Bible verse that really sticks out to me is, you know, in Romans 12, um, you know, it says that we're to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. 
mean, you usually can't even get people to do that in the church together, let alone in their community. But yeah. I think that's the ideal um, is that um, when your town is weeping, you're there. Mm. Um, you know, you're present mm. uh, with the compassion of Jesus, with the empathy of, of, of Jesus, you know. Um, and and then, you know, like when it's rejoicing, you're there, mm. you know. So we've always tried to like be around when the town was celebrating, you know, like um, be part of that. Feel like we're, we're part of this community. Um, but then like whenever there's been like lament mm. or sadness, you know, be it like a natural disaster or, you know, a young person who takes their life or, you know, we had a fire chief die in a tragic skiing accident a couple of years ago. I mean, just whenever there's these moments where everyone's just like grieving and lamenting, mm. we just run into that, mm. you know, we, we run into sadness and, and hard things and, um, and we just, we're there to be a present, you know, we're not there to throw a Bible verse at everyone. We're there to, to love and to weep and to grieve and to come alongside people. And so addiction, that was kind of how that got, got, we got into that was just, there was so much sadness, you know, so, so many just hard, sad, you know, stories. And so we just, you know, started, I mean, once something, somebody told me one time, they, they said they came to one Harbor because we kept showing up and I was like, what do you, what do you mean? And they said, well, like, you know, we had this um, friend whose kid died in an overdose and you did the funeral like you were there, you know, you mm-hmm. showed up. And then like six months later, a hurricane tore her house down and like you guys showed up in our house and said, hey, we'll rebuild your rebuild your house for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. There's like another story. They said, like, you know, everywhere, every time something bad happened, y'all showed up. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like they weren't even Christians. It's what led them to like, you know, and, and they're I mean, they're Christians now. But, you know, that was like that that story. So, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think however that looks for your community, you know, I think it's different for every, all of us, but yeah, I love that. Go up, you know, weep yeah. and really be nice. present, you know. That's huge. Yeah. yeah, and I think just, I mean, being, it's like, this is not like our church in like someone else's community. Like, this is our yes. community. And so I think as a church, just really owning, like, yeah. we want to be here. And mm-hmm. I mean, just that verse, like, seeking the welfare of the city where God's placed us is, I think, just been such a heart cry for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think just being present and being, like, local, we tend to just, like, on a practical note, like, just go to the same, like, places, like, go to the same <laughs> restaurant even and just, like, yeah. develop, like, relationships because, I mean, it sometimes going, yeah, different places you don't get to meet. So sometimes it's just going to the same place over and over and over again. And um, yeah, just building those relationships and trusting God to like bring opportunities to share how good he is with other people. Yeah, Yeah, it's so good. That's great. That's awesome. That's so helpful. I think being present, it's interesting. Our town is like like a sleeper town. So it's Mm -hmm. like kind of the whole ethos here is like you kind of, you're not, no one's really present. It's like they're yeah. kind of in and out. So even yeah. that could be a really helpful kind of framework for us moving forward. Like how, what does it look mm-hmm. like to be present in the midst yeah. of that or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's so helpful guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. Um, this year has been interesting obviously for <laughs> everyone, but, um, but it's, I think it's, we've been trying to think through ourselves, like what's God been teaching us and we'd love to hear like, if you guys have anything that you've learned about mm-hmm. God or yourselves or both mm-hmm. and, that um, has been helpful in, in your discipleship to Jesus. and Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it sounds maybe cliche, but I think just the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and I, I think specifically, you know, we were all leading in, in a scenario 
that was much easier to lead in. You know, we were all took for granted, you know, the kinds of ways we do community, the kinds of ways we do church, the kinds of ways we do mission, the kinds of ways we do anything. Like we just, we had no reason to not take it all for granted. You know, it'd been the same for so long. And, and so this, this year has thrown so many curveballs, so many challenges. There's just probably, you know, a lot of us, whether you, you know, just, you know, part of a church or leading in a church or whatever, you feel like just like a deep sense of like decision fatigue, like, yes, you know, there's so much analyzing everything and no one's ever happy with any of the decisions you make. And it's just so brutal. Um, and yet you look over your shoulder and you think, but God has been yeah. the same. Yeah. Like he has been unchanging. Yeah. He has been so faithful. And like, I was really just reminded the other night, I was just thinking, man, like all, all those things that Jesus was doing before he's still doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like we threw everything we could at at the machine to stop it and it just keeps going yeah. you know like and so I think in my head like I would have known I would have said Jesus is faithful mm. I've now walked a road that like gives me more like evidence you know and like in Hebrews where it says you know that um Sarah herself was given strength to conceive Isaac you know because she judged him faithful who'd made the promise you know that idea of like her being able to look over her shoulder, you know, and go, man, I can, he has been faithful. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's a gift for all of us, you know, like as much as all this has been hard and sad, there's a gift in, in, you know, whatever we face next, you know, there'll just be other challenges. Yep. We've got now a lot. I think we've got a, a truckload more evidence that God is faithful. Yeah. Right. That, that will help, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I would not have seen how we could all make it through this and God is. Yeah. He's carried us, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. That's very encouraging. Yeah. I think I've been just so reminded. Um, it's almost been like a year that's like, man, like this just seems like impossible. Like how like <laughs> difficult th- things have been. Um, I mean, just obviously with COVID. And then, I mean, I think even thinking of even situations and people and things people are going through, it just seems like, man, like yeah. so much to to be disheartened about but at the end i've just been reminded like that we have a god who is like the god of the impossible and so mm-hmm. even in those situations where it seems hopeless and sure. um, we are disheartened that we actually have a god who i mean just as donnie said it's been faithful and continues to come through mm-hmm. and even for the situations that we haven't seen the end you know the yeah. maybe answers that we want yet that like God's still there and mm. um we're continuing to like pray and trust him um mm. because he's the one that can like change dead hearts just like he has for us you know yeah, totally yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely That's good oh, you guys are so encouraging yeah. I love hearing all of this yeah, it's totally. so good um so just one last question then I guess um do you feel like God's been speaking anything to you about our community or, you know, the churches or the church? Yeah. Gosh. I mean, I wish I could say I had this like dream last night about your church. Um, <laughs> no pressure. But I, I do. I, I have had this like recent, like just kind of stirring. And um, I, I think it's for us, our church. I think it might, you know, might serve to encourage you guys. I, I, I think it's probably relevant for a lot of us. Um, now just, I'll make it quick, but like, um, in Luke 18, um, verse one, you get like this kind of new series of, of parables and Jesus introduces that, that first one and he sets the tone for those next parables in verse one. He said, he told them in a, in a parable, sorry, a parable to the effect 
that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Mm-hmm. So you get these series of like parables where Jesus is preparing them for him leaving, knowing that like in his absence, they're going to be likely to lose heart, um, likely to check out, um, you know, likely to just give into discouragement. And so these parables sort of like fall in, in line with that. And, and, and one of them we see in, in Luke 19, this is the one that like has been really challenging me and speaking to me. Um, it's the parable of the 10 minas and, you know, one, you know, they all get entrusted and one kind of goes from 10 to 10 and one goes from five to five. And then one just kind of, you know, hides his in a handkerchief, you, you know, the story, but just the way it starts off there, just those first few verses, I'd never seen this, but um, it says uh, Jesus proceeded to tell them a parable because he was near to Jerusalem. So like the time's coming, like he's, mm-hmm. he's headed to the cross. So there's that reason because his time's running short. And he, it says, because they supposed the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. Mm-hmm. So he said, look, I'm going to the cross. And these guys think this is going to happen easy. Mm-hmm. They think it's going to be like this. Mm-hmm. And so he tells them a parable um, effectively to like help them when they realize this is not easy. Mm-hmm. This is not, this is not like, um, you know, uh, something that just happens without any effort. And so the parable, he says, um, there's a nobleman who went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. I love that. And he says, calling 10 of his servants, he gave them 10 minas and said to them, this is the line, engage in business until I come. Mm-hmm. And that like that line just kind of left that left out of me like, man, we, you know, he tells us these series of parables so that we would always pray and not lose heart. And then like there's this line here, like we're to engage in business until he comes. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we. We are not to lose heart. We're not to check out. We're not yeah. to put our heads in the sand. We're not to just, you know, stick it in our pocket. Like, you know, this guy that we're to like leverage. And that's what these, these guys did who were found faithful. They leveraged what they were given. Like they, mm-hmm. they put it to work, mm-hmm. you know, they engaged in business until he comes back. And I think, I think we can all be so tired and exhausted from all the mess and just, mm-hmm. Man, whenever they say COVID, you know, restrictions are up, then I'll re-engage. And whenever yeah, this yeah. happens, then I'll, it's like we can, we start to do this where like, you know, like until he returns, we're to engage in business. Yeah. That, that has not changed. We don't get like a COVID-19 pass on it or whatever, you know, like um, in, in season and out of season, we're like, we're to leverage every single opportunity we get yeah. to make much of him. And so I think I've just felt this fresh reminder to like not lose heart, not give up, don't grow weary in doing good um, to keep just like keep going forward, you know? And, yeah. Um, and, and, and keep making much of him, keep in, engaging in this business um, until he returns. I mean, one day he'll say, enter into your rest, but it's not yet, you know? And, yeah. you know, and, um, and so I think just a reminder for all of us, you know, like in this season where it would be so easy to check out, so tempting to check out and so understandable even to go, I'm, I just, like, I think it's coming back to these things and going, man, he doesn't want us to lose heart. He wants us to engage in business until he comes back, you know? And um, I, I don't want to look back on the season with regrets, Yeah, you know, and go, man, geez, I kind of like punted down the field on that one. And like, actually I missed, I missed moments right now where, you know, I could have, I could have been holding Jesus out, you know? And, hmm. and so anyway. No, that's great, man. Yeah, really yeah. So encouraging. So timely. It's right. In, I think, yeah. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cool. We love you guys. Yeah. You too, man. Yeah. Thank you guys Thanks. so much. It's great. Yeah. We're excited when we can have you up here for real in person. And- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we love your church and we love getting to hear updates about you guys. And, any, you know, anytime you need anything from us, just holler, you know, pray for this or anything. Yeah. You know, we just, but um, we'll, we'll get to see each other again. That's right, man. Yeah. yeah. Until then, keep on doing business. Keep going. All right, buddy. All right.
All right, guys, have a great day. All right, love y'all. Bye. Bye.